Right, we're good to go. It's cold open, is it? This is the cold open, is it? This is time for the cold open again, is it? This my favourite part of every episode. I look forward with stiffening anticipation to the cold open. Ooh, what will Paul do? What will Paul come up with? What will that brain of his come up with? Fizzy, fizzy, all in your brainstem. Ooh, what will what will be produced? What egg of egg of delight will be produced by the brainstem? Come on. I'm waiting. I'm Captain Bonkers. <laughs> How about that? No. Captain Bonkers and his windy bong bong machine. No. Is that what you want? It's not what I want. Nonsense straight out the gate. I you don't want, want nonsense. nonsense. No. Because I'll be Captain Bonkers. <laughs> I can't control it. I've got crazy bargains, Eli. This got... wallet, two ninety nine. Oh. You know what? These headphones, I, only four ninety nine. I'm Captain Bonkers, and my prices are criminal. Are you selling those? Are you selling those headphones to me? How Google much? phone, How only six p. I'll have it. I can't believe they ain't locked me up for being a nutter. <laughs> Hey, how about that for a cold open? I'd actually want to buy some things off Captain Bonkers if he's actually. Right, real. what do you want? Let's do some agony. I want that phone for six p, please. All right, just to give us six p. I don't have it on me. Well, then you can't have your phone. All right, here's an update. Yeah. Everyone mocked me on the Christmas party because I'd bought three of the same figurine. Yeah. If you remember, the rabbit figurine. Yes. What do I have in my hand here? Another one. Which one would it would be really cool? The options are... We've right, got the accordion. None of them are going to be cool because they're Which all be the... porcelain animals holding folky-type instruments. Which would be the coolest, okay? Go on. Just I want to ask Give me you. a bunch of options and I'll tell you what's the fucking coolest. The one coolest. we had three of last time was the accordion piano yeah, rabbit. Which is probably you know, the I, least, probably the accordion. worst. The old squeeze box, it's I all right, I hate the sound of the accordion. I like the squeeze box. You like the sound? Yeah. Can't. Because I'm Captain Bonkers! My cock, tenor. My cock, 20 quid's going up. In more ways than one. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I think we should... No, you can't look at your sad porcelain rabbit and then give up. People need to hear about this. So Come on, then, got... quick. Cold opens should be short. Drum playing rabbit. Castanets. Sassy with her hand on her hip rabbit. Yeah, sassy rabbit. Guitar playing. Joan Baez sort of looking rabbit. Yeah. That's your three options. Castanets, drum or guitar. Or loot, or whatever it is. You know what? I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you what I think. You're all shit, because I I hate everything that you like, I hate. And I just, as a a fucking response, or just sort of a contrary bastard. And uh, Castanets. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're Welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast where Eli and I go for the bargain bins, the charity shops and poundlands of Great Britain. And we bring you the treasure we find amongst that trash. And wow, how boy howdy have we got some hot treasure for you today. Paul, I still haven't revealed the rabbit to you. You're hoping for the castanets. Oh yeah, we don't know what's in there, exactly. do we? Exactly. Sort of... Doesn't it mark it on the outside and tell you what it is on the inside? Isn't there like a clue? 
It's not like a blind bag, yes, is there it? Is, yes. Right. Well, then. Uh, but you don't know what it is, do I you? I don't know. I was hoping for Castanets. You're hoping for Castanets rabbits. Yes. Paul, you've come here today. You've added three options. I'm looking forward to to a little animal that makes 1970s human drama films. You've said... John Castanets. John Castanets. (laughs) Tried to be clever then. Wow. Fell out of my remit zone, didn't I? Fell out of my comfort zone. I've fallen out of your remit zone. I've fallen out of my comfort zone with that one. I've fallen out of my remit zone. (laughs) Are you ready for the big reveal of the rabbit? Pull out your big rabbit, Eli. Yes. Do you want to see my rabbit girl? Oh, it's a... Oh, it's a little lute or something, isn't it? It's not a guitar, it's a lute. It's a rabbit... You know when you said at the beginning, what would be the coolest one? This is at the other end of that spectrum. Is it? This is the most uncool. The drum would be cooler than that. No, it's cool, of course. Everyone loves the drummer. Everyone loves the guitarist. No, but that's not a guitarist, it's a lute. Loot box. I think she's doing like a protest song. You know, don't kill the rabbits or mix some mitosis hey, is bad. rabbit in times are hard. Uh. Industrial backyard. Uh. Mm. Uh, I'm a, I'm a nipple on a carrot. Uh, carrot breaks me down, hey. but not as much as the man. And my shits look like little raisins in the hay. Oh, the foxes, they come and they eat my rat. <laughs> Yeah, no, we are. Uh, oh, we need to start again for sure. Are we past the fucking credits now? This is. <laughs> I'm having a panic attack. Not the content Shut of the podcast. Chuck the rabbit back over. Right, I'll be careful because they are fragile. So make sure that nothing untoward happens to little Bob Dylan Rabbit. Paid money for Bob Dylanetta. How much did you pay for Bob Dylanetta? I don't know because it was a job lot. Bob Nibbles. Was... <laughs> I don't know what it said, man. <laughs> yeah, little Bobette Nibbles. It's actually chipped, did you feel, on the top of yeah, the ear? Yeah, I did feel he had a chipped ear. Oh, it's an imperfection. Imperfection. No, it is a chip. It is a chip. It is a chip on the well, ear. Well, there we go. The latest updates there with Eli's porcelain rabbit collection, marking him out in the local community as someone to look out for and be worried about. Because my shits, they look like raisins. And I've done wee-wee at the same hole. Do rabbits do that? I have no fucking clue what no. a rabbit does. Ah. It's coming through the hay. <laughs> we should really start again. It's really been bad this I week. I don't know. I'm enjoying seeing you suffer as you try and make a bad idea work. I am suffering. Oh, yeah. From a cold. Oh, you don't buddy boo-boo. You don't cold. You've got fever the woof, as well. You've got the sniffly woof woof. I've got the sniffly woof woofs and a bit of a cough, Paul. Oh, well, you know. So apologies to the listeners this week if I sound a bit bunged up as usual. As ever. I think you've been like this the last... Um, eight years, I think now. On <laughs> no, reflection, I'm actually sick this week, though. You're always sick again. I'm actually sick this week, though, Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did oh, the show by the, my tales from the dance floor. Oh, you've That's... got one. Yes. All right, ladies and now, gentlemen. It's been a while since we've been back there, but let Eli take you away to a segment that I call. Repetitive and dull. No, 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 go on. no, 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 no. But that's where you're wrong. See this? Am time, I wrong Paul? this time? That's where you're wrong this time. Prove me wrong, yes, Eli. Sometimes I'm that man on the front of the table with his arms crossed, and it's like, tell us on the shop floor is shit. Prove me wrong. Okay, I will. Go up. I will. I'll come I'm along. I'm that meme. You're that meme now. Yeah. Okay. Meme myself and I. Right I w- now. I will. Uh, I'll prove to you. Yes, I admit. In the past, the the part of the show called Tales from the Dance Floor, where I relate amusing. And poignant moments from my life has as a become DJ reductive. Has certain tropes 
because of the situation, Paul. But this this breaks the boundaries. Yeah, but your stories now are like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where you know what you're getting. People go, oh, that was nice. But it's the same shit. No, this will this is going to shock and amaze you. I am ready to be shocked and or amazed. So please, Eli, take it and, away. Um, recently, can I just say, before I go straight into it... All right, go in. Recently... Biden, I saw the President of the United States, Joe Biden, drive past me. That's not some girl asking for the ABBA and me telling her to fuck off, is it? It's completely different structurally from that. Yeah, but that's the exception that proves the rule, isn't it? Some girl asked for ABBA, I told her to fuck off. No, only joking. See, you were ready to accept that. No, I wasn't ready to accept that because the way you tossed that line off proved to me that it was... She asked for Ace of Base, I told her to fuck off. Ace of Base? Yes. Depends on the track. Was it the sign? Or she's having a baby or whatever it's that's called. Only, that's the only song they ever did. I saw the sign and it opened up my thighs. I saw the sign. And I, had I a was poo. engorged and you were... Um, I'm winking at my arse. I anyway, done come on. Let's just get all this story. That, that was different, wasn't it? From having a... Oh, that she, she wants. She wants another baby. If Fanny's blown out, it's all that <laughs> she wants. So, I'm DJing, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, wake up. He's got a comatose. He's got an eyes open, tongue out comatose. He's going to dribble. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was... Um, oh. No, don't. You are... <laughs> you I'm doing are a Bigfoot mode. Oh, Bigfoot. Is yeah. that what they call it? Oh. Don't. You can't have a Bigfoot here. It's all right. We, Yeti is not the same as... That it. ecological niche in our character sphere, space, Paul, is filled. Big Daddy Bigfoot's here. <laughs> say hello to Big Daddy Bigfoot. Say hello. He to him. doesn't talk English. He does. Go on, say hello. I will not. So just, just say hello. There's to a him. niff. There's a very. There's Come a on, just wet say dog. hello to him. There's a wet dog odor has entered because he's, he's a mature Bigfoot. He's got fucking wanging nuts. I can see from here. Big Daddy Bigfoot. Come on, say hello to him. He's here now. All right. Hello. Ask him a question. What's your? How do you get such a a tawny, shiny hair on your back? <laughs> <laughs> right. So she comes up to me. She asks for my big daddy, Bigfoot. Oh, fuck off, bye big bye. daddy, Bigfoot. You stink. <laughs> he smells of a mixture of camembert and dog. Yeah, I like it. The loom of his hair had whiffed and. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Just tell your story. <laughs> you should be telling your story by right, now. So it's break it time. Yeah. It's, it's break time. Is it? All right, bye then. Everyone, no, not hey, now. Break time, everyone. Take five. When I'm DJing, I've done the first set. It's break time. Yes, just to clarify to people who may not know these stories, but when Eli DJs... DJs... <laughs> Eli DJs... DJs um, there are breaks in between his sets so the band can perform live and he fills in and keeps the party atmosphere going until the band's ready to come on for their next segment. Isn't that right? That's right. And go. So I'm out the back having a smoke when at the fire doors, as I usually do by the bins, okay? Yeah. And some guy, you know you sometimes get people who just sort of, they get a kick out of walking down the street and sort of shouting to sort of intimidate people. Like they're going to, you know? Like they're yes. going to go for you, but they're just kicking off. But they're off. just sort of kicking off oh, at no one, I that kind like of thing. I don't like that, I don't like it. So he was like that. And he's, I'm just a few sort of metres down from the fire escape. There's one of those big, massive industrial wheelie bins in between me and the actual open door of the fire escape. Yeah. If that door shuts, Paul... You're locked out. I'm locked out and I have to go go right round the front, all the way through the crowd again. Oh, with the plebs. Excuse me, excuse me. me. Mind out. And you know, that can be a proper nightmare. Oh, no. It's one of the reasons why I don't hang out with you anymore when you DJ. It's going through the crowd is a real pain. Yeah. 
Fuck yourself. That was a good story. Anyway, no, that's not it. That's oh, not it. Okay. So you went outside. You're on the street. There's a man just bellowing and shouting. And he's coming down. Was it like this? <laughs> was it Big Daddy Bigfoot? It wasn't Big Daddy Bigfoot because oh, he's shame. actually, you know, he looks threatening, but he's actually got I a heart of gold. I don't think there's any room for another cryptid in this podcast, Paul. I think people will have something to say. People at large. Well, he's not going to be a permanent character. He's just passing through. He's off to see Harry and the Hendersons and hang out with them for the weekend. They're not together anymore. Yeah, they are. You don't believe what the sitcom tells you. That's just based on their life. John Lithgow's dead. He's not dead. John Lithgow is dead. John Lithgow is not dead. Okay, Google, is John Lithgow dead? Here is information from Wikipedia. He's still alive. What? He's still alive. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, someone who's dead. But it's not John <laughs> Lithgow. John Lithgow was born in 1945 and continues to exist. Let me see. Why am I going to lie to He's you? He's dead. He's not dead. It's the fucking Matrix. Please tell your story. <laughs> I'm getting fucking pissed off for this. In the space it's taken you to get a story out, we've created a shit new cryptid. I'm debating about the existence of John Lithgow. I was sure that he'd passed. Anyway. No. Right. He's a, I think he's good. Anyway, I like John Lithgow a lot. I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he's clear. alive too. I'll make that clear. Okay? Yes. Um, that's really put me off. Man in street. Shouty bellowy. Okay, so he's coming down. You're by the bins. And he's coming down. He's coming down. Is he coming round? <laughs> he's coming round the bin, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know. And he sort of go, keep go, going up to things, going up to things, and interrogating things on the street. Yeah. What's this? And he sees the open door. Of, so yeah, 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 yeah. Of the fire escape. And he was like, and he goes up to it. He's a bit like fucking Captain Caveman or something. Yeah. And he fucking closes the door, and oh, I'm like, oh, sort of. And I went, oh, I need to go come in on. There. I went like this, oh, come on, man. Like that. Yeah. You know, a bit exasperated. Yeah. Like, come on. You've made my day you fucking, worse. Yeah. Yeah. But not, I didn't shout it. I was just like, oh, come on. Fuck. Because yeah. I was trying to sort of get there in time yeah. to stop him from doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. And but you don't like, also want to go all the way because you might get your fingers trapped. And and you just, just like, don't know. Oh, fuck. And then I sort of turned around to go back around the front because I'm going to have to do that anyway. Yeah. And he's still behind me. Then I hear him go, you fucking rat! Like that. <laughs> He's coming for me. Is he? Yeah. He's coming yeah. for you. He's coming down the road like for barreling. me. Yeah, and he's like, you fucking rats. Because he didn't he didn't like the it. The fact that, that you were dis that I was sort of a bit yeah. nonplussed. You, you were know. put out of shape. I was put out by yes. him closing my bloody door. Yeah. And he goes, You fucking rats. Like that. Yeah. Um and then I'm going to the there's another fire escape a bit further down, right? The tension's boring me, mate. Come and, on. And uh I'm like, come on, because I don't know the code for that. And there's some bar staff there. And I get them to... And he's coming. And I'm here, rat, you rat. He's coming. And I'm like, whoa. Slam the door. Oh, He wasn't going to be violent. You don't know that. We don't know that. Tales from the dance floor. It's good, that, though. It's thrilling. I was, for a moment there, on the edge of my seat. I've got a Tales from the Underground. Oh, yes. I'm on the train coming in today. And I'm sitting there. This is a bit of a reversal, everyone. You know just... what usually happens? People either shit or fart very audibly and smellily. Well, there's a little smellily bit of that. around. There's Paul. a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B in this story. Column B. Col- column B. <laughs> Col- column B. <laughs> column B. Column right. B. Column B. So I'm sitting there, and like it's not a particularly busy train on the way in on the Met line. And I'm sitting there with my bag, got me coffee, having a sup. And this guy sits down right next to me. And I'm like, oh, fine. He seems all right. 
Uh, he I could. Mean, uh, can I just pause yeah. there for a second? Yeah. So you're saying this person could have selected a seat opposite me that was free. Didn't or, have to sit or next or to over you. there. Which Always that gets my hackles up. I'm mm-hmm. like, what on earth? Why would you? I don't know. And I never do that. If no. there's a, it's it's an unwritten rule of uh, public transport in this city, isn't but, it? You know, if you don't it, do it, no, you just don't do it. Here's the thing. It's like imagine you're on the bus yeah, at the front in the top, and it was like. Almost empty, and someone yeah. came up and sat, sat right done next, to next to you. So, I sat down. He sat down. He, you know, he had a, had a laptop and a business thing, and blah blah blah. Anyway, he gets out of his bag, uh, electric razor, and then starts He's going fucking people, and he starts spraying his hair that comes off him onto me, what? onto my lap. It goes on my coffee. I hate these people, and I, I do. I do the whole kind of me. And yeah, I'm yeah, like doing that, and he's like. And carries on as if like I've put him up because he has to have a shave right now, whether he's going to a business meeting or a meet or a oh, job. Oh mate, the... I've oh, it's making my piss boil. So he does it, and it's like I can feel it. It's spraying those tiny microbes of hair. They just should floating. not be allowed. And I, was, I I didn't want to cause a scene because you know I could get quite angry yeah. and get carried away. So I just kind of like put my hand over my coffee and turned and leant away. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I get off at King's Cross, as I want to do, and he was still on there, so I left him a present. I have had bad guts all morning, so I squeezed out You've had the bad guts for eight years. Burbly, hot, bubbly fart. I, Did I, you knew it was going to be bad? Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of holding on to it, because I didn't want to be disrespectful with the rest of the train. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I thought I'd let one off. Yeah. And so I squirted out a proper burbler. <laughs> right? It was a proper kind of fabric rippler yeah. of, a, of a fart. I knew... He felt every pump. He felt every single bubble that came out of my arse. And when I rose, so did the stench. And, mate, it was a foggy, beefy one. And I walked out, and he looked at me with disgust. And I gave him a wink and kept on walking. I was like, that's my present to you. Nice. And uh, not particularly very funny, but I am a bitter sod. And I will happily... I like to see the tables turned in one of your stories, Paul. Not just someone, you know, making you smell there. I mean, guff. I'm not saying I couldn't have dropped trow and laid something on his lap. No, you that would I mean? have been... Uh, you think that would have been crossing the pathology. line? That's crossing the line to pathology. It would have been a crossing the line if I just shat on his lap. Yeah, it would yeah. have been an incident. Probably wouldn't be here right now. No, I'd probably, be, probably be in jail. I'd yeah. probably be in jail. You'd be in jail. Explaining um, myself to I was police. on a train the other day. Some guy starts... Biting his nails. Yeah, and then like... <sighs> doing that, you know, with his trouser leg. Like it drops... And I'm literally less than... I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? People are gross. They're weirdly ignorant to other people's existence is what it comes down to. I think it's modern technology. I think it's got worse, that, because people are so in their bubble with their device and their... They 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 actually sort of forget their proximity to to other humans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to come across all sort of conservative and reactionary, but it's terrible, isn't it? I just think if... Oh, you know what? You've had this rant before. I've had this rant before. I can't do it anymore. I was on the bus the other day. Someone was on their phone, right, which is, you know, you you kind of put up with it, with the sound being on. He seemed to be watching a video of a cockerel. Yeah, and every few minutes, not it would just make the noise, and he'd go... (laughs) What, you're just giggling at a cockerel on TikTok? Well, I guess whatever. It was just some chicken in a yard somewhere, and then it just made that. (laughs) Watching. Fair play. People just want to watch just some livestock. I heard someone watching porn on a bus a few weeks ago. That again. That's just again. That's all it was. It's the same thing. It's that sort of Ignorance. disconnect between understanding that you're in I'd public. I'd never watch porn on a bus or a train. I would never. Not, I would, would it not wouldn't, do it that. Wouldn't, it wouldn't even come into my mind to get, what are you going to do? 
What's the point of having an erection on the I bus? Know, I know. When but you're half an hour away from home. Some you can't people sustain that. I think some people get so into porn that they don't only use it as an aid to masturbation. Here. They get into it, they actually enjoy watching it. Do you want to watch some now? No. We've never watched porn together. Let's do it. I would never it. want to watch porn with you. I'll let you pick. You can watch the dog videos you like. You know, that I've seen yes. your bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Paul. Well yeah, done. do you want to watch yeah, one of your I, dog yes. videos that yeah, you like? Bring this up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't you Eli's, start this shit again? Eli's Crufts. It's not me. Riddle. I think every listener who's listening now would be in agreement. Yeah. It's not me who's oh, obsessed with Volume six dogs. of Electric Horror. <laughs> <laughs> electric Horror. That's electric. I couldn't think of anything blue. Lassie, come on my face. Yeah. There you go. Old Jella. Old Jella Spunk. <laughs> That's the best you could come up with. I said, Lassie, come on my face. Yeah, but you know. What about what other dogs do you fancy? Benji? Toto. Toto. To- oh, yeah. Put it totally into my rectum. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you fucking love Bouncer. What's Bouncer? The dog from Neighbours. The big uh, the big dog from Neighbours. The big, was he the big? big dog. Yeah. The big hips. <laughs> Stop it. Right, let's just move on and start a podcast. Oh, haven't we started? the sound of that car? Haven't we started the podcast no, yet? we haven't started it. This is now starting. That was the top bands at the top oh, what, of the show. What have we got coming up on the show then, Paul? Crisps and music. Crisps and music. Crisps and like a children's music. party. Crisps and music. Crisps and music. Crisps and music. Coming up, coming up. Crisps and music. Coming up. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking thing? Right, let's get straight into it. This week we were sent something in the post by Tom from Channel 84. Uh, friend of the show, helped us out many a time when my uh, technical equipment has exploded. Recently uh, fixed our main recorder. Our only recorder. Our only yeah. recorder. Thank you very oh, much. No, thank but you. no, it's not that we've got field recorders. Yeah, but you know. That's our main boy. It's our big boy, our, our H6 big Zoom. that we've had for about five years now. And he is fixed. And uh, we love him, don't we? We love you, H6. Um, I love him so much. I've actually, uh, I fucked your Zoom. It electrocuted my knob. Zoom! It electrocuted my knob. No, please. I think we need to stop this podcast. We should stop. We should have a little what, break. Forever? Yeah, no, not forever. A couple we of months. Have, we should have a couple of months off. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh. Thank you, Tom, for your help, though. Yeah, I didn't Tom, sp- I don't you. spunk in stuff. Okay. He sent us something he got online, and it's called Spudos. Oh, I was going to go Spudos. No, it's spelled S-P-U-D-O-S, or so it could be Spudos. What do you think? Spudos I or Spudos? I think Spudos. Spudos. Spankos! Fucking hell, mate. That was way too loud. <laughs> Fuck me. I am the god of Spankos, and I bring you... Yes, yeah, Spunk, we get it. Move on. Jism. I dribble on your chest. <laughs> I am the god of coming and I bring you. I we've definitely done this gag. We must have done that gag before. There's no way we haven't done that. Jism. <laughs> I spunked out my knob. <laughs> yes, God. This is all we do every week. Spunk bag. All right, sorry. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a subscription I'm service forward to this, Paul. where you can get a big box of crisps sent to you. Spudos is a subscription service. You can buy a big box of very plain crisps and then you get sent an assortment of what they call spud dust. And can I just say, 
Spud dust. That's what I call my spud dust. Da, da, da. I Spray it on your, your chest. Da, 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 da. Spud dust. Da, da, da. It it's... smells of Fred West. Oh. I don't know oh, how that God. works. <laughs> I don't... I'm just... Fred West. Sometimes, Paul, just because it does rhyme doesn't mean you should let it rhyme <laughs> no. with something. So, the idea is, yes, I'll, say what it, I'll tell you what it says on website. Remember old school salt and shake, it says? Well, meet Spudos, or Spudos. We're the salt and shake on steroids. Unpackaged, unseasoned crisps that you can season yourself with our five amazing Spud Dust flavours. Only five? So how's it a subscription? Are there five new flavours every month? This is never going to last. I don't know. It's also vegan. So Did that if- thing, what was the joke they made already? It wasn't a joke. No, they said, you remember Salt and Shake? Yeah, old and school said, Salt and Shake. Well, and we're them say? on steroids. That's on what steroids. They yeah. On crack. We're crisps on acid. Yeah. Oh. I'm crisps on meth. On meth crisps. I'm crisps on vodka. I'm sure someone's done that. I'm crisps on a cup of tea. I'm crisps on very little sleep. How have you gone from, like, meth and then you've regret... You meant to start with something like, oh, crisps on tea. I'm crisps on a... On half a Benson and Hedges. I'm crisps on a a paracetamol. I'm going to just politely ask you to be quiet while we just get through more of this setup and admin part of the show. I'm crisps on snake venom. So, you order a big box of crisps and the crisps itself keep fresh for 16 weeks in a handy-dandy tub. Their words... Not mine. <laughs> um, and look, it's a great bit. It's a great big plastic white box. It looks like an ice cream tub almost, or yeah, or a Lego tub. Yes, and it's sealed, and it has a little logo of a Superman spud on. Uh, you can get a bundle. So for thirty quid, which is quite expensive, if you ask me, you get a tub and then a load of seasons to shake in. Explain. The subscription part of this, Paul. Well, I think me. I think it's less a subscription and more like you. I mean, there is a subscription page where uh, you can get dust a month, where they, monthly they send you dustings, new, new dust, but of different month. flavors yeah. that you don't expect, or you can get a whole package monthly, so you can get crisps or different types of shapes. I just don't understand how how it can sustain itself yeah, as a business. They don't do they these subscription boxes. Although it does say there, you know, they have a page here about sustainability. So okay. we've taken every step we can to make them as sustainable as possible. Our crisps are grown and produced in the UK on a sustainable farm that runs on solar power, converts the used sunflower oil into biodiesels for the tractors. Oh. Uh, and then they talk about their HQ and how it's all great. Um, closed loop delivery and they avoid single use plastics. So all very well and good. That's all very well and good, Paul. Um we did have a similar product, like you say, but that was, um, it came in a bag. Yes. With several different, with plain crisps and several different... Um, shaky bags. Shaky spud dust, essentially. And this does come with plastic, uh, sorry, not plastic, paper bags. That you can shake in. You That's put nice. your crisps in, That's then you go... Nice. I like that element. Yeah. That's but good. then you buy these separately, like you, so you, you get you £1.60 for something like these. So this is hardly cheap. I think the, I think the one that we had before was like off the shelf. You just got it in B and M or something, you know. Yeah. And this and is obviously gets sent to you. And we've they're the flavor packs. Tom Ooh. sent us a big load of flavor packs. So I'm guessing, even though there's like what thirty in here, there's probably just like five flavors on, and there's many sachets of them. Let's see what you got there, Paul. What what flavors you got? Oh, there? there's Dustin's already coming out. So we've got prawn cocktail, spicy. As uh, this just says, nosh spice. Which I don't believe I remember her as part of the group. <laughs> salt and vinegar. That must be a, a chilly one, eh? Hey? Uh, oh, salt and vinegar looks just white. For some reason, this is, this just says David Bacon. 
I don't know if David Bacon's a person or it's a type of bacon. I don't know of. Oh, they've got David. cutesy names for all of this. It's probably just bacon. Uh, okay, that's prawn cocktail again. I put that down there. All right, I've got four. chip shop curry. Ooh. Uh, oh, here's one. Nooch and onion. What does nooch and onion mean? Unless you're Kevin Smith. Salt and vinegar. So these are the flavours then. Yeah, nooch and onion. Are they just trying to avoid copyright with other people's flavours here? It doesn't feel right. Cheese and onion. You can't copyright that. Has that, and so does Golden Wonder, and so does whatever. It's like they all nooch. Well, I mean, the only nooch reference I know is the the word Jason Mew says in the Clerks films. Nooch is it some kind of slang name for an onion? I don't know. Like spud. Well, what's the point of calling it David Bacon? I'm just looking at the flavours now. So you can get big tubs of this as well. These are little tiny sachets, but you can get big tubs. So chip shop, prawn cocktail, David Bacon. I don't know where they've gotten that name from. Nooch and onion. I don't understand what the name Nooch and Onion means. Just look up Nooch oh, definition. The website explaineth. Oh, good. What the heck is Nooch, you may be asking? We are, we are. This is if you aren't a vegan, foodie, or both. It's what the cool kids call nutritional yeast. Oh, yeah. yeah Miss Vicky's crisps. I've got fucking nutritional yeast for you, darling. It's fucking Miss Vicky's crisps all over again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh dear. Oh. She had a case of Mrs. Vicky's crisp, but now she's got nooch and onion. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, when v- Miss Vicky's crisps get very to a fine powder. Nooch has a nutty, cheesy flavour, but it's jam-packed with nutrients, and we love it as much, so we decided to call our flavour that. It's not vegan, though, is it? No, it is. That's the point. They're saying instead of this cheese powder, they're using an... an what? Here I we go. St- I have to stop you there, Paul. Here, here we go. Go on. Yeast. Yeast is in the animal kingdom. Yeast are small animals. No, they're fungal, aren't they? Yes. Sorry. Yeast are small animals. <laughs> is that the single most fucking stupid thing you've said on this podcast? I'm sorry. I mean, the answer's no to that. No, but, but yeah, sorry, everyone. I had a so little yeast bit of extract, a moment there. Onion powder, sugar, paprika extract, maltodextrin, salt, natural flavouring. I need to know why it's called David Bacon now. That's my other, other question. Oh, that other one, the the spice one, the nosh spice. It's Cajun-flavoured, apparently. Yeah, nice. So, David Bacon. This isn't just any old bacon flavour. This is David Bacon. First, you taste that sweet, sweet meatiness you love, and then that late tang of brown sauce kicks in at the end, making your taste buds explode with pleasure. brown sauce in it as well. You won't believe this stuff is 100% plant-based, but it is! I do. Yeah. How about that? I do believe it. And then chip shop curry is self-explanatory. So these are all, I guess, vegan as well to some extent, right? Yeah. Um, totally fine. I am quite uh, curious to see the actual quality of the crisps I'll themselves. Let... Are they kettley or are they more like a walker's They're very standard? kettley. I'll let me... They are. The okay. lid is very sealed on. So even though it's been removed a few times to try it out, it's hard to get it off. Hang on. Oh, God, it's sealed in. And these are completely plain. They're very sturdy. Nice Do you want to give kettley. a quick test of the plain, Eli? Yeah, I'll have one now, yeah? Yeah. Just give me a mastication moment. Yeah? Very good. Very, very good. good. Very um, crunchy. Now, for my mastication moment... Nice, fresh, potatoey flavour coming through, but very crunchy, like a kettle chip. Absolutely fine. Really good, really and, nice. And, considering they've been in this for a little... No, at least a week, I think, at this point, still very fresh. Kept their freshness. It's sealed, isn't it? In there? Yeah. That helps. So... Shall we try all of these flavours out? Yeah, but we're going to have to do several bags, aren't we? We have to get. A, we're going to have to get a, a six factory, bags, a factory line going here. We can also pause and then come back to Should it. We do so that? we can do that. So hang on, how many bags have we got? One, two, three, four, five, and we have six flavours. No, I tell you one what, down there. That's that's what keeps all the flavours in. It's got a big hole in as well, so well, it'll just fall out if we use that well, bag. I can get a bag. No, 
We don't need to do salt and vinegar. Come on, mate, do we? No, I'll just do a little dip, a finger dip on the yeah. salt and vinegar. So we can do a finger dip on that, but it's just, I imagine, salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. So I'm is... not all that bothered. But the other flavours are worth investigation. Especially the the textured soy protein. Sorry, yeah. no, what is it? Savoury yeast. Nooch. The nooch. What is it? The Lab-grown yeast. Lab-grown fanny batter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, Spudo. So I tell you what, we're going to put a few crisps in each bag, add a flavour to each bag, Shake them up, and then we'll come back to you. Uh, lickety once split, lickety split, lickety split, but dum dum, lickety split, lickety split, but dum dum, lickety split, lickety split, lickety split, lickety split, lickety split, lick my split, bam split, nosh spice. Oh, I just fucking get to get the button going. <laughs> and we're back from shaking things up somewhat. We have. Five bags. We've decided not to do the salt and vinegar because it's salt and vinegar, you know. We are going to have a finger dip taste of the salt and vinegar packet. But, yeah, we uh, are. That we will do some due diligence on that front. We only had five structurally uh, secure bags in with which to shake the dust on. And I've been shaking dust. <laughs> That's This is what it's come to, has it, Paul? Uh, whilst I'm talking, <sighs> you just... Oh, no. Oh. I'm leaving. I can't taste crisps with your guff in the air. I have slightly spoilt the scientific experience. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But now you know how that man felt on the train I sat next to. Did you open the window? Uh, cool. I did it by accident. Oh! oh, that's really nappy. Oh, that's like a fucking horrible, Mate. overgrown man-child's nappy. Revenge is a dish. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served brown. <laughs> Gaseous would have worked there better than brown, I think, because the farts have no colour. That one does. That had all... If you actually imagine you guffed and it actually had a sort of like a colour, colour like a mist of like colour in the air, like where you and people I'd used to like, pee in swimming pools. And you hello, could see is that the... NHS Direct? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we've put the mist, the, the spud dust, in the bags. Right, I've shaken these like a true gent. <laughs> now, nooch and onion first. Nooch and onion. So this is their cheese and onion, obviously. Yeah, They're going with their for cheese, cheese and onion. substitute. But I think that um, our cheese and onion are the ones that aren't veggie. Like Walker's cheese and onion. Yes, famously. because they use animal fat. Walker's cheese and onion. Is it suitable for vegans at this moment? I don't know. I don't think so. The thing was, in the olden days, yeah. in the uh, the never-never times, in the olden days. In the before times. In the before times. Yeah. Like, all of the crisp flavours were vegetarian, like beef, smoky bacon, except for cheese and onion. That was the ironic thing, you That see. was the catch. That was the trap. It, yeah. We're going in for hooch and onion. I've just gone in for a niff on that, and I'm just getting your latent guff. Let's have a snuff. I actually can't smell much in there, to be honest. I thought it was just my blocked nose, but I'm not getting a lot. No, there's not. I hope you put it as substitute. Enough in, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try one crisp. Try the gooch and onion. Mastication time. That's very nice. That was absolutely fine. That tasted of a nice, sweet cheese and onion crisp. Kind of similar to the square crisps cheese and onion. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It's sweeter mm. um, and sort of less intense, but that might be to do with the ratio because you're doing your own ratio. And I guess it's a... Yeah, that's true. And one crisp these... might have more than another crisp that you put in. Just Exactly, because yeah. the dusting isn't evenly done in nah. a factory uh, setting. Nah. But I guess with this, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for a real crisp aficionado, crisp lover, Paul, yeah. to... Um, crisp... Fishinado. Chris Fishinado to um to really get down into the muck, into the grease. Get your hands dirty with the flavour profile. Get a ratio. Actually, learn the ratio mm. of powder to chip that they want. And, yeah, you know, 
You could have I like just a, did this by eye. A row, a row of bowls with chip crisps in, and you can sprinkle a little bit of that, and then a little bit more on the other, and then you can go, oh, I want to do some experiments at home. Yes, and someone could get really into it and could actually do a sort of um, a way how much powder they need per crisp uh, weight ratios and all crisp sorts to of bag. things. It's, it's, it's a veritable crisp sensation. <laughs> right, right, what's this on next to the one? the second bag, which is chip shop curry. Now, this should be all right. Give it a snuff. Can you get anything? I'm getting a snuff off this one. Has the jostulation helped? The jostulation has helped, and I'm getting a snuff off Maybe it. Maybe I snuff the dust too. You can snuff the dust too. With He's giving it extra jostulation. Well, it has a far more impressive scent than the last bag, but that had a great flavour profile, so who's to judge? It was a nice flavour profile, exactly in agreement with you. The Nooch and Onion had a sweetness. Yeah. And, uh, and a sort of... It was a subtle... It had its oniony things And it had well. an onion, yeah. I wasn't getting a lot of cheese off it. It was no. unsalty in a way that the cheese adds a sort of salt element. Do you see what I'm I saying? I see what you're saying. Okay. Right, time well, We're for... on to the next one now, which is chip shop curry. Mastication time. Oh, I've got one that's loaded with it there. Oh. Nice. Yeah, real good. Not too strong. Very light with the chip shop curry flavour. And again, chip to chip flavour's got a difference, isn't it? It's going to be different. Really nice flavour, that. Mm. Really, really nice. It works Comforting. with chips. It works with chips. It works with Chris so well. Yeah. Which is why it's chip shop curry. Yeah, isn't it, it is. I guess. That's a nice, that's it a... goes with the potato flavour. There's a, an amplitude between the two flavours. You see yes, what I'm saying? I am I like that. And for me, Paul, that's what crisp manufacturers have to work with when they're coming up with flavour profiles. The potato has a strong flavour, doesn't it? The, You've got the to fried kind of potato. Complement it. And this is what I don't understand about those sort of ice cream flavoured crisps and so on. No. They don't seem to be taking into account the flavour note that is represented by the potato in your crisp. Here's what I don't understand. The point of roast potato flavoured crisps. They were awful. They were just rosemary and salt flavours. Rosemary, pepper and salt. They had like a burnt thing going on. It's like, what are you trying to do? The burnt thing, they're obviously trying to get that crispy, that crusty oven. Yeah, but that's a crisp. That's what a crisp is. A crisp is, already. A, is a roasty without the lovely hot soft bit in the yeah, middle. exactly. So I don't understand the point of having roast potato flavoured crisps. On a similar note, Paul, I had chips and mayonnaise flavoured crisps from the Netherlands. Potato chips. From Holland. Yeah. And did they taste like that? They were much more successful than those roast potato flavoured crisps. I'd like crisps. to try them. Uh, we could, we'll get hold of them we'll at some it. stage. But they had a really lovely mayonnaise flavour and I could taste a chip flavour in there. Distinguished Weird. from the actual flavour of the potato over the crisp itself, Paul. Like a French fry kind of essence. Yes, French mm. fry with mayonnaise, essence. as they have in Belgium and uh, yeah. and Holland. Because yeah. I do like that, the cone of fries with the mayo. Fucking great. There's something about that, isn't That's... it? Oh, I can spray it with my... Right, are we on to our third flavour? Bag number three is... I'm impressed so far, very pleasant. I will say this, compared to the other bag we did a few years ago, that had more like adventurous, unusual flavours. They remember were bullshit. That? But they, no, they were compared fine. to these. They were not. They were lower quality, is what I remember. Yeah, I would probably agree with you there. I think we we remember saying the crisps weren't actually all that great themselves. But bag three is David Bacon. David Bacon, now, indeed. This, they make the claim here that it's not just bacon flavour. There's a brown sauce, and I think that's going to come through as a sort of vinegariness, probably like a balsamic aftertaste. Yeah. we'll see. Yeah. What's the snuff? I don't think it's my nose. I'm not getting any... St- have no, I not right. put enough on little. these? No, no, you probably have, I'll but if you're all bummed dip- up... A little... He's giving a smidge more dust to the bag. giving an extra dusting. Yeah, so you know, I've never worked with this before. I don't know how no, strong these things are. We don't know what we're doing. We haven't had the time to really get to know these snacks intimately. Here you go, Paul. Crisp time. I'm not getting a lot off that. Do a dip in the bag. The, the pouch itself. It's not unpleasant. It's just not there. The flavour seems kind of... Yeah, that's the incidental. weakest. Incidental. That's the weakest so far, isn't it? 
put it one way, if you'd said taste that, I wouldn't have said, oh, that's bacon. No. With I'm, a hint of HP sauce. The HP sauce seems to be represented by a sort of sugariness. It's quite sweet, isn't it? But not in a way that works as well. It is sugary. That's but more oniony than the, uh, than the gooch flavour, yes. isn't it? It's more spring oniony. Yes. Funny. That's the worst so far, though, for but me. But only in comparison. It's not, like, unpleasant. Absolutely not. Still delicious, but... Um, Deliciosos. Not so accurate. No. All right, let's move on to the fourth out of our five choices today. Have, you've got that one, yeah? Yeah, I've got that okay, one here. So you've got... Number four here. All right. And this now, was what? Nosh Spice, which he's, which said was Asian Spice. So I'm hoping... Cajun. Oh. Cajun Spice. Cajun Spice. Yes. I'm not getting a lot of nuff on a lot of these, am I? Not necessarily a bad thing, because if the flavour's all right, then it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. All right. Here you go. Cajun Spice. I'd rather it smells like nothing but tastes great than the other way around. Said, I thought you said Asian Spice, so I thought they were going to be like the salt and... Um, salt and uh, pepper... Yeah, but Morrison's no. ones. Yeah, they had were at the lovely. Christmas party, yeah, which mm. was... There's one overriding flavour, which is cayenne, isn't it? But I like the kind of chilli heat in the background. Mm. I like it's, uh, again, it's a sweet flavour. It's very sugary. Caramelly, isn't it? In its, in its flavour profile. There's a smokiness to the, to the chilli. That's what cayenne tastes. It has a smokiness to it. But it's I, nice. But it's very one note compared to the others. I'll be honest. No, no, no. I would disagree there. I would say there's more going on because there's a little bit of that flavour there. There's a bit of heat there. There's a little bit of something going on. All I'll say is... I don't know what Cajun spices are meant to be. It's cayenne. I, I don't know. It's a lot of cayenne. But still nice. That's a nice bag. That's a good one. That's a lovely bag. It is a good one. I like I like chili mm. flavoured crisps. But... Yeah, I like hot stuff as yeah. well. So on to our last. On to our last bag. Our last flavour we're gonna do today uh is prawn cocktail. So this is the only one which is sort of completely standard. Standard. And I don't really care for it. To me, it just reminds me of like ketchup. Well, that's what I was exactly going to say. We must have covered this when we covered Chris before, yeah, we Paul. Did. But on the continent, they have one of their main flavours is ketchup. But we here got prawn cocktail. And I think they're kind of analogous, aren't they? In a oh, way. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Because you don't get prawn cocktail in America, do you? No. Prawn cocktail is a very particular dish, both in terms of its geographical location and its location in our history. Because it's a 70s kind it's of thing, really. It's a 70s British dish, isn't it? A dessert or an hors d'oeuvre? I mean, what is it? It's, it's not a dessert, Paul. You wouldn't have prawns for... I know you don't eat seafood, but it's a starter, essentially. Yeah, but isn't it like just what? Cream it's and Mary ketchup? Rose, Mary Rose sauce. Yeah. Which is like mayo this. and ketchup. Right, okay. A little bit of cayenne pepper or, or paprika. And then you put a load of fucking prawns in it. And often they serve it on top of ice. It's meant to be chilled. Oh, God. Every time I hear it, And it, they put, this. like, iceberg lettuce in. I like it. It's nice. Very nice dish. I've only ever seen it served in glasses. Yeah, and with sometimes... With, like, prawns dangling over yeah. the side of the glass. Yeah. It's a horrible you concept. You just can't eat fish. I'm just surprised that all these years later, all these decades later, we're still putting prawn cocktail on the brands of crisps. It feels like it's only appealing. To my mum's generation. I feel like, this is just a hunch, but Chicken I... Chicken tonight. I, no, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, I never, I I've never like eaten chicken, chicken tonight. tonight. Do you think they like, still do chicken tonight? Yeah, maybe. We should try that. Isn't it just like chicken, you just shake it on and then you put it in the oven? It's sort of like a salt and shake, but for a chicken. I mean, it's this shit, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You could, I think it's wet. Could... Isn't chicken tonight wet? <laughs> Can we just, by the way, <laughs> every time we mention that, we've just been doing jerk-off <laughs> actions to each other. <laughs> It's so, become totally ingrained. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't it a bit wet? Jerky, well, jerky. shaky, shake it up. Shake it up. Now, here's the thing. Before you go any further, just quickly. Could you put that on chicken and put it in the oven? I reckon you could, right? Absolutely. You know what I've been doing with my tofu for my noodles? Oh, noodles oh, came oh, in. Slipped it in. I've been using um, the flavour packs from noodles, right? Yes. And you put that in a plate, and then I've got my Make tofu. Make a little paste with it. Yeah. No, not paste. Keep it dry. 
Oh. Because I've got wet tofu, which I dab in it, and then I fry the tofu. Oh. Ooh. Like you're battering it almost. Yeah. With That's a flavour batter. Ooh. Oh. It's really good. Flavor Perhaps we'll do batter. that on the next pimping. Fried hey, tofu. That's, that's a good idea. We need to go back to the Urban Noodle Country Kitchen, don't at we? At some so point. We, let's do that. We always have to do. Now, Paul, the point I was trying to make about ketchup is one of the main five big flavours in uh, on the continent and yes. also in Canada, that guy was saying. In America, week. it's classified as its own food stuff, isn't it? Or something. What? Ketchup? ketchup. Yeah. It is its own food stuff. No, what are you talking about? A, it's got... It's, it's, oh, I don't give a fuck. It's Move a on. condiment. But Move it's on. also a big, crisp flavour. Yeah. But not in this country. No. And I think the reason for that is because we have prawn cocktail, which is essentially very similar. Yeah. Isn't it? right. It's very much like a ketchup-flavoured crisp. It is. Let's crack on with this last bag. And try the prawn cocktail flavour. Ding, ding. We're going to add some fucking extra dust. a bit more prawns cocktails. Because they've been a bit under-flavoured, haven't they? Yes. Uh, no, a bit... I think they've been fine, apart from maybe the bacon one. I've been a bit conservative with my dustings. You need to be a bit more liberal. The, yeah, the bacon was underpowered compared to the others, I think. Definitely. It certainly didn't give me a bacon flavour. No, perhaps they just don't have access to the big flavour vats that the big boys at Walker's. I just don't and... understand why they've called it David Bacon. Is it a reference to something? It must be something, know. a TikToker or something. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one. It tastes like uh, prawn cocktail flavour. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the flavour. You're I not don't into find prawn it, cocktail. But I also don't find the flavour satisfying. It's weird. It's, it's just not a kind of edifying flavour Sometimes for me. I get a hankering from a prawn cocktail crisp. And if I had that flavour in the packet I bought when I got that hankering, Paul, yeah. I would be pleased. Because that has got nice. It's got the sweetness, the vinegariness, definitely. And I think in a blind taste test, I could, uh, I could pull that out. And I could also get my knob off and smoke into a carrot or Yay. something. Yeah. Yay! Eli got so, his knob out. I want to do something before we end this segment. You do a cocktail, won't you? I'm going to put all in. All of them. All flavours. The now, don't do that yet. We want to, Paul. Why not? Because I need a breakdown of which ones was your favourite. I want you to do them in order. So, just to remind everyone, we had Nooch and Onion, followed by Chip Shop Curry, followed by David Bacon. Then we had Nosh Spice, which is Cajun yeah. Spice. And finally, the standard... Uh, prawn cocktail. So, I'm going to say least popular for me. We all know. Prawn cocktail. But that's just a personal taste thing, more than an actual quality thing, right? They were perfectly good quality. Then I'm going to go with David Bacon. Then I'm probably going to go with Nooch and Onion. It was fine, but it's cheese and onion, isn't it? Then I would go with the Posh Nosh one, and then end with the Chip Shop Curry, because that's just mouth cosy for me. That's your favourite, this is the Chip Shop Curry. Okay. So I'm going to count down from top to bottom. Yeah, go on. The other way. I did it the other way, so a bit of, you know... Bit of variety. Bit of variety. Just like we get with Spados. Yeah. No, with O's, they need to put like an apostrophe above the O. Do you think? And then I'd think... Oh, like an umlaut or something. Something yeah. there and it would make me go O's. Do you know? Just something breaking up it those two words. might be Spados. We don't know. Spados sounds stupid. Maybe. Spados sounds all right. I mean, it all sounds stupid. Oh, mummy, I've got me Spados. So, I would say... Yeah. In concurrence with your... Uh, Your opinion. In my Paul, opinion, I'm yes. I'm in concurrence my con- with that. My conclusions. I would agree. With yes. the top spot, definitely goes to that chip shop curry. Really lovely. Like you say, comfort food it's comfy, for the mouth. Comfy, it just nice. works. It's yeah. the sweetness with that spice. And it's kind of, in the in the timeline of crisps, quite a latecomer. Very much so. Because down south, curry with chips wasn't even a thing in it's London. Northern London. Thing. Yeah. It was but definitely, growing up, I heard of it. But you go to Edinburgh and then like that's basically all you can fucking but get. You, but they also, in Edinburgh, they have... 
that brown th- chips and sauce or whatever they call which it, which is not the same kind of brown sauce you get is. down south. Make that into a crisp flavour, boffins. I would love to try that. But yeah. yeah, that's very nice. That brown sauce they have in Scotland. Salt and sauces, though. You used to go in and say, "I'll have salt and sauce, please, on me chips." Yeah, and then they put that mystery sauce on, and you go, "I'll eat that because it's, it's two a.m. and I'm fucked." No, and the sauce is delicious. It's like yeah. a, a more vinegary sort of brown sauce, isn't it? Yes, airing towards curry, but pulling back from yes. the brown. So that's, I think that's what it is. I think, you know, the whole culture in this country for years has been very much focused on the South and London mm. in particular. And so they thought, oh, fuck them. We're not going to bother making a crisp that flavour because, you fuck know, em. fuck the North fuck, is what they think, isn't em. it? How dare they? But it has migrated. It's Finally, migrated. they burst through. So you start off with chip shop. That's what definitely next? my favourite. Then? Then I would say... Uh, the Nosh Spice would be number two. Okay, that's what I said as well, right? Then I, in number three, I would say Prawn Cocktail. It's a strong fine, one. Fine, it's a good Prawn fine. Cocktail. Let this me tell pers- you, as a, a pra- personal difference. As a lover of the Prawn Cocktail, Paul, let yeah. me tell you, that's a perfectly good, it's a strong one. He's making... Um, what? Cunnilingus. He's miming Cunnilingus. You're f- Are you trying the- to say that ladies' vajajis taste of prawns? Yes. Rotten prawns. Yes. Like a whole whole palette of prawns left on the dock. Like a bag of six-month-old oysters, mate. <laughs> no one puts oysters in a bag. I know. That's why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> no one puts baby in the corner. No. No one puts baby in the oysters in the corner. <laughs> Oh, now he's doing no dead babies. Puts, no one put oysters in the baby in the dead corner. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. So what next? Finger my bum puppet. Now. Come on. <laughs> now. No. Um, <laughs> Stay focused. <laughs> I can't. I can't see the fucking packets around the mic. But I mean, anyway. I may, I'm asking you to hold it up for two reasons. One, this is dragging on. And two, I have a big fart to let out. Oh, I don't want to do it again. in this don't, room. Uh, don't, so pick this up. Don't disgust come me. Come on. With your beef Come cup. on. I'm going to have to swallow it. I'm going to swallow it. Oh, God. This is... <laughs> I'm going to swallow it. And it's swallowed. In 20 years' time, we'll be like on our deathbeds, just going, it. I'm having a fart. Mate, what did 20 that smell years, like? If I'm on my deathbed and I'm listening back to this, I'll be like, oh, I remember the day when I could fart and control it. As opposed to just being That's one I mean. long windsock of gas. The podcast is just going to be two old men farting in a room. Yeah. It kind of is already. <laughs> it's already. <laughs> right. Now we can control it. In third place was prawn cocktail. Yes. Then, yeah. Nooch and onion. Fine. Fine flavour. It was fine, but fine. yeah. And then slightly unpleasant in last place, the David Baker. There we go. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to... This is the this is a super one. cocktail. So Everything. pass me Put prawn. some more crisps in there. No, there's enough. I've got a big bag for this one. I've already put a few in from All that right. bag. All so right. What do you this need? Is, this is Cajun, so I'm going to need anything but that next. You're going to try the prawn in there? All in. Okay. Mate, this is for science. Put a good dollop in there. Oh, yeah. Okay, and David Bacon, I'm shoveling across the table to you. Bacon's in. Six degrees of David Bacon. Right, that's a lot of that one. What was that one? Cheese and onion. Why don't they call it Kevin Bacon? Exactly. That would work. That would have been. Maybe they did that and Kevin Bacon went, mate, I do EE. You don't have my crisps. <laughs> you know? Here is Chip Shop Curry. Chip Shop Curry. Getting another slather over it. I'm spreading my spud dust all now over. Now give the... it a good shake. Get oh, no, I've done... Is that it? Oh, yeah. Not I... Spice is the one that was already on there. Oh, I don't need loads. <laughs> There's a lot of dust there. Now, I have liberally coated these in the flavour. In everything. Are you happy with my technique? Very nice. Nice wrist action. And he's getting a good even spread of the dust all over those. And they're good quality crisps. <coughs> he's gone for enough and it's, <coughs> it's it seems to have set his allergies off. Right, here we go. He's gonna, what's the huff like then? It's everything at once. Everything everywhere at once, mate. <laughs> this is the crisp version. Have a snuff of that. There's a lot going on. Oh, there is a lot going on in there. Right. Nose-wise. Eat it. Ooh, there's a lot going on with that one. 
I think that might be the best option. Mm. Throw a bit of everything in. Because you get a little bit of cheese, a little bit of spice, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of this. Mate, let's put some salt and vinegar in it, quick. Oh. We didn't do the salt and vinegar. No, we have to do this a little dip of that. Dippy, dippy, but then also sprinkle, sprinkle, shaky, shaky, gimme, gimme, nom. Shall I do a line? Shall I snort a line of this? I reckon if you did that, you would have a headache for a year. I would not be happy, I'm Ooh. sure. You got that sweetness? I'm just rubbing it on the gums, mate. <laughs> Interesting. It's not as tart as I thought it was going to be. Less citric acid. Yeah, interesting. Do you want me to add it to these? Add it. Add it. Add it to our everything bag. Terrific. Which is the everything bag? I don't know. You had it last. It's probably that one because it's the most crumpled. These are reminiscent of those everything crisps that we had, the jail crisps. Remember we had with Biffo? Actually, that's it. You're right. Except the flavour profile is obviously very different, but it has that sense of, oh, what's this? Oh, and now this is coming in. And now this is coming in. A bit like Willy Wonka's chewing gum or something. Yeah. Oh, mm, definitely the best. Oh, what a fun house of flavours that was. Very good. Well. Now, Paul, just before we finish this segment on crisps. Yeah. Coming up, we do have what? those chakakas. Chakatakas. Chakakan. Chakakan. Chakakan made crisps. We're both trying to think of a Chakakan <laughs> track that we can do to turn it into a crisp flavour. Ain't nobody. I can edit this all out to so take your time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we failed to think of a crisp and Chakakan. But there's crisps we have been sent, Paul, called Chakatas. And it's sort of an African salsa. I've got it. Appeal for you. I think I spurred you. you that will do. <laughs> anyway, we've got those, which is like an African sort of dipping yeah. uh, sauce. Oh, we should do that. Yeah, another time. Flavoured crisp. Another time. So, and in I saw some crisps oh. the other day, Paul. Yeah. Get this. I know it's like very familiar, but I think it's something that's never been done in the world of crisps before. Go on. Tyrell's. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. And sausage. Pickled onion. Oh, well. Cheese and pickled pick onion. Pick them up, mate. I've got oh. them. We want to taste those on a further episode, don't we? Yeah. Save for that. Right. What do you, in conclusion then? Because let's get this out of the way. This isn't a cheap eats thing at all because I guess in time this is quite an expensive thing. But to be fair, for seven quid, you do get a lot of crisps in that. Yeah. I mean, if you got a multi pack of crisps from Tesco's, I'd imagine that would be like three, four quid, yeah? For yeah. like, like a big bag multi-pack of crisps. So to get a load of spuds and then flavours, I can imagine that's all right. Now, children, Paul, they love no, crisps. No, that wouldn't taste very nice if you put some children in there. Children. Oh, just, Jesus Christ. Taste of blood. <laughs> it would. Go on. Uh, children love crisps, and this is sort of almost like a toy version, which is what Salt and Shake were as well. They give it sort of a toy aspect, don't they? There's a novelty value to it, yes. Remember... Back in the day, you'd have to add the flavours anyway, hence the term ready salted because it was already salted. Yeah, blah, so blah, it's, blah, blah, blah. in a way, it's going back to the origins of crisp flavouring. And if you were well into your crisps, yes, well, well into them, you could. I could see this as part of your sort of, um, if you made... Pack lunches for kids. Yes. In a little bag, give them a couple of sachets and go to school and they'd, be, they'd have a laugh. And it might actually, because you could control the amount, you could actually, it might actually work economically if you had, let's say, three children... And you, they were all school age, and you gave them a little because you could you could actually you could measure out how many crisps you put. Do you see what I'm saying? Instead of having to rely, no, I know. Rather than going out and buying multi packs of Walkers or yeah. whatever, you can go. Here's a big tub of them. Dole them out in smaller bags so they're not having tons in a pack. So every day. I mean, so... it just occurred to me that it might work um, economically for people depending on the size of their family and how many crisps. Potentially, they... I yeah. mean, but, but also on that, can you you can you imagine though? Going to school, everyone else gets out their walkers or their watsits or whatever, yeah. their branded crisps, and you're the one with the with those. And you'd get probably get teased the way we, you know, I used nah. to get teased that my mum bought my 
closing I disagree. Oxfam or... They'd look at that and go, oh, bespoke, crisp, fancy, but you know... It's, and it's, get teased it either way, whether they thought it was the difference. It's all that they need. They're, Back, they're little yeah. bastards at school. Kids Come are on. shit, and I'm against the concept of them. So, look, end of the day, if you want to try these out... Well, what do you think? Spodos, Respond to some of these points I've been making. Spodos, let me finish a fucking sentence first so then I can have a conversation with you. Also, this is half an hour. I'm bored of you now. This. No, I am no. bored of you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Should we have a hiatus from the podcast for yeah. a couple, we... couple of years, mate? Just one or two. Um, spudos.com. Go there, check them out. If you think this is something that you might like, and if you have a family, you know, as I say, they keep well for a couple of weeks in this box, which is good. One so, last thing, Paul. Go on. And I agree with your points. I don't have anything else to add. One last thing I'd like to say in conclusion. Very tasty on the whole. Very nice tasting. There wasn't any sort of I would, bad I taste. would like to sprinkle these on your hole and taste them. It'd be a nice pickup for a little bum romance. And my bum would look like a uh, a frosted like otter's a... gob. No, you can't use it again out of context because it was funny in the moment because it was a surprise. A dusty otter's gob. Right, you have 10 seconds to lead the room because I'm going to let off a big grunter. Uh, this is not... Mate, you've got to have... Not... Time is not on your side, mate, and I'm fighting it, so I can't... Mate, don't! That was not me! That was you! That was Please not help! me! This accused! Don't do a song. I was going to do a song, though. Don't do a fucking but, song. But there's a song in my heart, I don't... Father. There's a song in my heart, Dad. No, don't you clap. I clap. You don't clap. Daddy. Daddy, don't clap. <laughs> Daddy likes my song. He clapped with applause. Oh, it's Eli Silverman's lovely little platter. He plays the platters that obviously matter. He's got a track for you to hear. So let's listen to him and then we go and cheer. Do you like it, Daddy? I do. Do you like it, Father? I do. Oh, Father, when I grow up, I want to be Magic Mike, Father. I want to go on stage all muscle-bound and show little middle-aged ladies me gooch, Father. Whatever you want to do, I will support you because I love you unconditionally. Oh, you're the best dad I've ever had. You've had more than one dad. Seven. What, I keep going. What happened to the other six? Mysterious circumstances, father. But I love you, little Timmy. And that's why you're Timmy. safe. Timmy. I know. Timmy. Timmy. You're fucking Timmy. dead, dad. You got me name Timmy. wrong. My name's Alfonso Bonzo. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Alfonso Bonzo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. You've God, really we have taken... a bit of fun. We you have know, a lot of fun in this podcast. You've taken the fun out. I, was I have ready. fun. I have fun. I was brain pert and ready to go. Brain pert and ready to go. Yes. My core text is rock on. I was brain pert and ready to go. It's, yes, hello, everybody. And you know what? I don't think I mention this on the show enough. 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 <laughs> I don't reckon I say this enough on the show. But Eli makes a damn fine cup of coffee. That's good. A good, nice foamy head on it, that one. Is it a good one, yeah? It's a damn fine cup of coffee. It's actually a blend of a Costa Rican bean with a, a Brazilian high roast bean. Oh, nice. So you're getting, you're getting, yeah. Yeah, getting different uh, notes in there. It's a hopefully. nice, warm, nutty, chocolatey flavour. That one, Good. I like it. Not Good. bitter and and grim. And I, I've made it hot for you, didn't I? And also made a coffee hot for you, as well as my knob, which I made hot for you. And you made it nice and frothy for me with spunk. But also, you also <laughs> made my coffee frothy as well. Oh! And then you made my coffee all erect and put it inside me, inside me mouth, Paul. Yeah. It's time for Silverman's platters. When we look back on these all these years later. How hard is your neck going to hurt from just shaking it from disappointment? <laughs> I'll never listen back to this shit. I'll never listen back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silverman's Platters. I'm a vinyl aficionado, and I uh, 
When I hear vinyl, I get hardio. <laughs> You'd think after doing this for close to eight years, we'd be, I don't know, good. No, we're, we're not. We're still shit. No, today really proves how not good we are. shit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silverman's Platters. But I'm Eli Silverman. Two vacuous stand-ups who go on about the fucking... St- ah, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> I'll start again. I was, I, that part of my brain went, stop being bitter. Yes. Carry on doing what you're doing. Lots of people like what you do. Focus on that. Father, thank you. No, don't. I love you, Father. You're always applauding my songs. I'll sing another one for you, Father. No, it's fine. Oh, uh, Father of mine, you're a sweet man, and I love you. You rescued me from that house fire, and I love you. And Mother, Mother, where's she gone? She's gone to hell, because she started the fire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Silverman's Platters. I, Eli Silverman, resident super taster on Sheep Show, am also a vinyl aficionado. And when I hear a nice piece of vinyl, I get hardio. And in terms of my cardio, it gets fastio. <laughs> Just saying EO doesn't make it rhyme or work. EO, EO, EO. Yes, and old, this is Old Man Silverman at the farm. EO, EO, cardiovascular. Video. Now. Paul, this is a special... <laughs> just this complete mess we've made of this We've segment. made... I think, you know, I think we can all agree, once we've pressed stop on this recording at the end of the day, we've uh, tossed this one we away, really haven't we? We really have. We've tossed the baby we've out of the bathwater. Can't all be winners, can we? We've they? spud-dusted the baby down and fucking tossed it out the window. When you bash out 50 episodes a year, week in, week out, the quality can't always be there. Sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down. And Father, I want to sing <laughs> Shut again. Shut up! Oh, there's oh, the... Oh, there's my favourite friend. Bigfoot. Big, big daddy Bigfoot. Oh. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's won my heart now. <laughs> as soon as he starts doing the musical numbers, he's really yeah, like... Yeah. He should do putting on the Ritz as well, which I is mean, where you got that sadly, joke. Sadly, that's yeah. where my brain went halfway through me doing the big Yeti voice. <laughs> I think we can all agree I did it much better than you Mel Brooks' it. original. You it from Young Frankenstein. Mate, it's called Cheap Show because everything's nicked. <laughs> Paul. It's not our strong point. Let's move on. Tracks, what have we got? What's the record today? Well, we've got a special edition of Silverman's Platters today. Instead of looking at individual singles, which is our want and our need sometimes, Paul. Our desire. Our whim. A little whim. A whim. A Occasionally. Whim. Sometimes it's a whim away, isn't it? A whim, whim away, away, a whim, whim away. away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The lion really did sleep there <laughs> the, the, tonight. The, 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 the Bigfoot sleeps tonight. <laughs> In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the Bigfoot sleeps tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck this podcast. Now, right, go next. Occasionally, we like to look at a whole LP. We've yeah. done the Cabbage Patch LP. We did the Care Bears LP before. We did. And I we think. have a similar thing today, Paul. Yeah. Today, we're looking at... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> today, we're looking at a McDonald's-branded LP that it's I found. A, it's a weird one. So where did you find it? Just the charity shop, just in a local hunt? You know? uh, charity shop is only a quid, and it is missing its picture cover. Which is a shame. Now, there will be a picture of the cover on our website if you go to thecheapshow.co.uk. On it, you will see a picture of 
Ronald McDonald's face, and the album's called what? Learn, play, and whatever. It is called, I have it here, Play, Listen, and Learn with Ronald McDonald. So here's the thing. I would argue you can play with this record. You would certainly listen. It's the learning bit I kind of feel isn't really what this album's doing. They they kind of emphasise it, though, the whole learning um, no, aspect. They do numbers and letters. They do, but it's just for one song. Everything else is like Cats, where a character comes on, sings about them being a character, and then fucks off. I'm sorry to have to correct you on this, Paul. What? But there is Mrs. McNumber which is the last track on the first side. Which is its magnum opus, because it's this whole kind of multi-genre Well, she style. does a different little mini song for each number, yeah, up to ten. Which I think confuses the message, frankly. It's not a standout. No. But also, on the first track on side one is Mrs. McLetter's alphabet song. So you're wrong. It's not one song. It's I didn't say one song. You just did. I don't believe I said one song. I just said I thought it was... Like... You said it's only one song, because we were having a discussion about how important it was to the album. And you said, oh, it's only one song. No, I'm, pretty, fact, I'm two sure tracks. I said two. Um, this is McDonald's, and I wonder when they stopped with their kids' emphasis, but they were extremely, I think from the 70s onwards, Yeah, they were extremely focused on selling to children, weren't they? To the extent where they had a TV show. Well, they had a series of very long, elaborate adverts, didn't they? Starring Ronald McDonald. And the characters, which... Because he wasn't there from the from the start of the company, No, was it was he? some little chef dude, wasn't it, originally? Right. It was a little round-headed chef who right. would point in, like, like, 1950s art style. So, well, let's just go... I, I want to make this very brief, because let's be honest, there's not a lot online about this album. Very Effectively, little. we know it exists, and it was made in 1980... What was it? Four, this one. 83, says on the disc. 83. Yeah. Now, and it's by Dot Records, which I also couldn't find much about other than the fact that one exists and it mostly did country western music for the first 20 years of its existence spot records oh well that explains why i couldn't fucking find it i was putting dot online wasn't i i got dot in me ed dot records it's not a dot it's a spot i know but i was putting it's dot red in. and everything like a real well spot. that's not my fault that's because some prick decided to use the word dot and spot to mean the same thing why is dot and spot so similar it's a similar word isn't it yeah but who went uh what's smaller a spot or a dot i'd say a spot I would say a dot's more than a spot. I think a dot refers to a mark you'd make with a pen or pencil, and a spot is more like a pimple or um, a, a fleck a blob of, or something. A of fleck something. of some matter. Yeah, you'd say I like. A, like yeah, here we go. Like punk. Were you going to jump the gun there a little bit, mate? I was going to say, you know, a little spot of cum. But you don't say a little dot of cum, do you? You wouldn't say a dot of cum. I'm going to micro... Unless you're extremely uh, accurate. Yeah, like unless sting. you could fire out a micro sting dose. Sting could probably do it. Yeah. We could oh, walk forever. Spoffing on the dot. <laughs> right. But I think spot records are obviously quite a sort of... Um, I wasted half an hour looking up dot records and now I feel like well, a fucking idiot. Well, you should look idiot. them up then. We might find some more information about this record because it's been very scant, hasn't well, it? I looked on every single website, YouTube. There wasn't even an upload on YouTube of this album. Now, there are lots and lots of McDonald's albums of various types and storybooks and read-alongs and singles and learning albums and that they exist. They were extremely child-focused for several decades. This is what I'm saying. This is like if someone privatised The Muppet Show. Like, if the Muppet kind Show is state-owned, but this is sort of privately run. And it's a, something that goes on in the States, especially even to this day. Schools, because of the fucked-up system they have, schools are sponsored by big fast-food manufacturers. Taco Bell PE Day kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, and um, Coca-Cola and so forth. And they give them, like, learning materials, and they've got no budget, and they give them learning materials, which are literally ads. So you'll have, like, in the science yeah. class, you'll have, like, a poster of the periodic table, which will have Coke, like, But you know why, it, you though, know? right? 
Because this is it, all part of that world, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. But yeah, but the reason why like those companies do this is the same way like Budweiser will do a course on drink driving and responsibility and stuff like that. It's like if they just toss out a thing that says, "Well, we're not just making our kids fat; we're actually trying to teach them to spell and talk and speak and play." I know, but it's like it doesn't go far enough. It's funny that they felt that they had a responsibility, something like to be educational entertainment as well because there's very little mention nothing of food on this until you get to to mayo mccheese and they start mentioning burgers but But, that's the first time but in that case the burgers are characters he's trying to chase isn't it that's the best one the thing is right so let me just get this straight this is an album for kids and effectively it's like you'll learn but you don't you just get to know the characters and i think they phase those characters out for two reasons one People were complaining about fast food being bad for kids. And so if you had kids and toys and things and you're bringing them in, then that's a bad thing and you want to get rid of that. Secondly, as well, that whole family of characters were born from ripping off HR Puff and stuff or whatever that show was called. Which was a big show in in the America. States. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, a... Oh, the brain just completely dumped that information out of my head just then. Puff and stuff. Yeah, but like the guy who created it also did like Land of the Lost and those kind of shows as well. So um, a big children's uh, TV creator. Um, and they're... Uh, there was a big lawsuit where they, McDonald's got sued by the creators. Is that right? It was that close? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's actually, was it Defunctland did a video on it? Yes, and, or I believe so. was it Defunctland did a video on the history of uh, the McDonald's characters and yes. all the court cases and stuff about that? Um, oh, I put HR Spoff and stuff. Well, <laughs> it's a good show. Puff and stuff. Yeah, what's the name of the guy who invented it? Um, Sid and Marty Croft. Okay. They were very famous for creating TV shows in the 60s that were very iconic in terms of But they look. weren't asked by McDonald's to create their show. They were just ripped off, were they? No, the story's really complicated. I think they were approached, they didn't have the time, and so someone else took over, and they went, just fucking make it like that stuff. And they did, and then they got into trouble over it. So then they had to phase those characters out and replace them with a new batch. My earliest memory of McDonald's in the UK was the one on Finchley Road. And it had a whole section, which was a playground inside the sort of yeah. the restaurant. We had like some kind of weird fairy corner where it was like a fake tree and toadstool chairs and things like yes. that. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And they had we had versions of the character that you could sort of climb on, these big sort of vinyl or whatever versions. So there's not much about the album we can talk about other than the fact that it exists. So we thought we'd pick out two or three tracks and give you a taste of them, of our favourites. So the format is very similar to a lot of very, to a sort of generic children's record um of the period paul you you have a we have a guide ronald mcdonald of course he says hello at the beginning and no then he, he says hello at the beginning of every fucking track he says too much <laughs> i mean he starts off you think oh he's okay but he starts to great real quick here's what with i his don't shitty know. jokes and his sort of creepy sort of condescending weird laugh as well he has a condescending kind of tone after a while doesn't yeah. he yeah, he's got one of those laughs where when like someone says inappropriate and they laugh it off, it's that kind of laugh. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, I bet you've got a nice pair of tits. <laughs> he has a sort of awkward laugh that seems to be trying to sort of cover the the yeah. awkwardness of a silence. But here's the thing I don't understand because there's very little information. There's certainly no like credits of who sings in it. So I've wondered. Would it be the person who was Ronald McDonald at the time doing the album? Because like, there's been many actors who have played Ronald McDonald. There's been actually, as of today, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's been twelve actors over the course of what forty, fifty years. Yeah. Who sixty-three to two thousand and twenty-three? So yeah, six, that's sixty odd years then. Yeah. yeah. And at this time, the actor playing Ronald McDonald had the role between 1969 and 1985, and his name is one of the best names I've ever heard in my life. His name is King Moody. King Moody, weird. Yeah. Stool pigeon, 
No, that's King. <laughs> I don't Kid know. Creosote. Oh, no, I don't know why. There's something King about... Moody, as in M O O D Y. Yeah. So I wonder if it was a nickname. Was like, do you want to come over? No. Oh, look at King Moody <laughs> over there. Oh, Who knows? dear. Very strange. It could be him. He, he it... died in 2001. He was an actor. He'd been in the TV show Get Smart, which was the Mel Brooks spoof of Indeed. Bond. He also did Man from Uncle, Dragnet. Sea Hunt, Bonanza, Bob Newart show. Oh, so very, he was a prolific. And he played the role from McDonald's for 16 years. Fuck me. It could be him, Paul, but something tells me that it might not be because this no. doesn't appear. Sounds younger, doesn't he? Yeah, and it, this was manufactured in Germany and seems to only have been released for the British UK. market. So I think they maybe had a division. They've got different divisions. They're such a huge corporation that they basically maybe just farmed it out. Yeah, to people in Europe to do to do the kid stuff in Europe. So, should we look through the? I uh, reckon we pick two tracks, uh, a track each, right? So you, I'll let you pick your track first. Which one you want to go with? We have to only pick one. I think I know which one you're going to go with. But what you want you want to do? I'm going to go for the professor. I tell you what, let's do three because we'll squeeze yeah. in what I think we both agree is the third one. Yeah. So you're going to do the professor. So again, there's no setup for this. I don't know if the professor was a long-standing character in the show. Maybe he's one of those ones that died off pretty quickly. But the idea is, look, here's a wacky man and he makes odd things. A mad professor. Now this is where I want to make my point about hauntology. Yeah. The mad professor was a was a trope in horror, mm-hmm. right? And the science fiction atomic horror. And science fiction. And also in children's um, stuff of the time, there was often a mad professor, even up to Back to the Future. There's a sort of professor. It's a, it's Willy an archetype. Willy Wonka, Doctor Snuggles, yes, all that kind an of inventor. stuff. Inventor, yeah, yeah. But I think that's died out in children because we have no future. Back then, there was something in the future you could imagine. There'll be a time when there'll be robots, there'll be spaceships, there'll be these things, there'll be, and that seems to have all come to an end now. At this point in the in the 21st century, it's all just. Immaterial, the technology. Yeah. It's like we can't conceive. Well, of you someone, know why as well. Of someone inventing something that will be a breakthrough. Do you, Do you know see what, what I'm saying? I know exactly what it is. Because back in the day, our inventors were like bespectacled nerds and weird old uncles who were like, "Oh, I've created lollipops with fingers." Mobble, mobble, mobble. Now, do you know what that that what's the word I'm looking for? That analog is Elon Musk. It's cunts like that. Yes, and he ain't gonna make kids want to fucking go on adventures with them. Yes. And his exploding cars. I'm absolutely with you. It's Elon Musk in the cat fucking adventure in the back of an exploding car. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. And that's what I'm talking about. And there's this guy who's a cultural theorist who I've just sort of got interested in, who has talked about the, uh, the death of the future, which is what's happening with this. So yeah. there was a conception back in the 50s, 60s, a 70s. Utopia. Of the future bringing things, bringing inventions, bringing this Flying newness. cars, all that kind now of Now it seems to have just shut down, doesn't it? It's just this kind of crushing... But you know why that ne- is? Ca- ...neoliberal sort of capitalism represented by people like Elon Musk. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's, the, just... it's the idea of invention isn't to improve, it's to make things more convenient. Yes, and just, and just to, to monetize every single aspect of life. And it's, Which it's kind, kind of goes of back to the point of this album in the first place when you think about it. This yeah. whole idea of, you know, it's not really advancing much, but it seems to be filling in a gap for its bare minimum sense of we're educating kids. But you're not, really. But, we're even, but that's what's interesting to me. We're at a stage now where even the professor on a fucking McDonald's record seems like there was an actual sort of, there was something in the future to look forward to. Mm. That's my point. Anyway, and the track, the professor, he's kind of, he's <laughs> talked about glue. And, and stuff, and he could do anything for you, and it's got a bit of synth noise. It's got a bit of synth. Uh, his, like, it's, lab. There's nice production on this album, I will say that. Some of the guitar work is pretty competent. Yeah. The, i tell uh, you what, let's give it a listen, and we'll share the joy of this track with you right now. 
Don't be scared. That's my neighbor, the professor, hard at work again on one of his amazing inventions. Let's poke our heads into his laboratory and see what's going on. a ship to the moon well i can build it soon you know you can depend on me if you need a way to get back the blueprints are right in my sack the professor is a friend you'll see anything you want i can invent for you for instance, a psycho-dimensional, multi-retentional glue. And if it doesn't adhere, there's no cause for a llama fear. It's not supposed to work, it's just new. If you have to clean up your room, there's no... So yeah, a lot of these tracks on this album are fine, but there are three standouts. That's one. The Professor. I'm going to pick my standout now. Which Even though your... it's not a great song, I like the Fry Guys one because it's got that, what did I say, the Andrew Sisters kind of boogie-woogie bugle boy of whatever that song's called. But now, it's, instead of it being three wartime sirens singing for the troops, it's three... I don't even know what fry guys are. They're a mound of chips with legs and eyes. They're strange, aren't they? But what I like... Oh, I see they're guys made of, made of fries. Yes. Ah, I thought they might be the fry guys as in... You yeah, know, we're the fry guys. Like staff, staff actually working the, working oh, the grill. Oh, yeah. No, the guys I, who fry stuff for your food. Most of the characters are based on the food in some respect. And fry guys, I think, are meant to... Because, you know, they've got like almost like dreads coming off the top of them. They're like little fur balls. Made little of fur chips, balls. Yeah. And I think the idea is that's what they're meant to be, like balls of chips with legs and eyes. That's weird. Shall we have a little listen to that yeah, now? But I want to talk about this because I think it's largely shit, but I like it when they go wobble, 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 yeah. wobbly, wob. It's just perfect cheap show shit, isn't it? So that's why I like it. <laughs> Some nice bits of uh, synth on this, and like I say, the the session musicians are good. The guy who does the voice acting in Ronald McDonald really starts to great. Part of me wants to think it's different people throughout the album because yeah. every now and then you listen to it and it sounds odd. Either sounds younger or the voice is more affected. Because at the beginning he's like, "Hi, I'm Ronald McDonald," but then like later on he's like, "I'm Ronald McDonald." Yeah, and you go, maybe that maybe it was. I'm gonna people. snap your neck, you cunt. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe there was more than one person. Um, so do you know what Grimace is meant to be? Because I think that's the one we both want to end this with, don't we? With Grimace. Grimace is actually pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I fucking love it. But do you know what Grimace is meant to be? And I hope I've gotten this right. I haven't checked the internet to confirm this. I should probably was do that Was it like first. a grape soda or a, an ice cream? I believe it's meant to be. He's meant to represent the thickness of a milkshake. Yeah. If you took the cup upside down, took the cup off and left it there. That's right. That shape was meant to be Grimace. I believe. Yes. You know what? Before I start spreading more no, lies about the you're internet, right. I'm going to try right. figure out that uh, Grimace McDonald. He's got his, his surname can't be McDonald. Apparently, they've is. killed him off. Yeah, they've killed off most a lot. Of, they pruned a lot of the characters. I think they had to get they had to let go of a lot of the characters after the the lawsuits with the half the stuff. Oh people. yeah, true. But also, I mean, Grimace has a sense of snuffleupagus about him. Yes, just a little bit. So Grimace is a, this is the McDonald's wiki because there's a wiki for everything. Uh, Grimace is a character featured in the McDonald Land adverts. He's the best friend and sidekick. Blah 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 blah. blah. He's been voiced by oh Frank Welker once voiced him. Frank Welker, very very established voice actor. He did lots of Scooby Doo characters. Uh, okay, he was Ray in Ghostbusters and Slimer. Oh, right. The real Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Origins. Originally, this is interesting, Grimace was the evil Grimace with two pairs of arms with which to steal milkshakes. See what I mean? How many... That's at least two criminals in the McDonald universe. You've got Hamburglar as well. I think he came later though, right? Why are there so many criminals? And Mayor McCheese doesn't seem 100% no. You know, legit. Basically, McDonaldland is like current day Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) They need a kind of robot cod fillet. (laughs) Robot cod fillet. <laughs> Robocod. Robo well that's a video game, isn't it? But oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Uh, James Pond 2, Robocod. Remember? Uh, it? Okay. Anyway. I no, I never played it. But. So after the first campaign, advert campaign, the character was revised to be one of the good guys, and his number of arms was reduced by two. Weird, because if you just to have four arms. Yeah, to steal loads of things with. He was nightmarish, like Cthulian sort of um, yeah. demon character to start. These commercials usually portray him as a well meaning simpleton whose clumsy mm. antics provide a comic fool to Ronald McDonald's fucking boring shit. Uh, that's not on the website, by the way. I just read that out. Yeah. Um, he was, the character was retained after the streamlining of the characters in the 1980s, uh, one of the few members to also be retained until the end of the McDonald Land commercials. Grimace in the early days was used to advertise the Happy Meal as he will eat anything that comes with a toy. For a number of years, Grimace vanished from public life, appearing only in Malaysia. No, okay, in Malaysian Happy Meals. It wasn't like he went over there to fucking have, like, dodgy sex or anything like that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, his first appearance after this 2012 disappearance was in the 2020 Macy's Thanksgiving Parade alongside all the usual characters. And then he was in a, a Super Bowl commercial last year. Okay, so he's come back. Yeah, he's he's probably the best, isn't he, of their characters? Uh, I, mean, I like Mayo McCheese. a pool of fucking good stuff, isn't I it? I like Mayo McCheese. And he goes, guess what his grandmother's called? Grandma Grimace. Winky. Oh. Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. And his brother was called King Gonga. Which I don't believe is a fucking good idea. Winky King Gonga. What was his auntie's name? Slack Fanny or something. Engorged Throbber. It's all a bit weird. Lord Throbber. The fucking Grimace. I tell you what, when I wank, I fucking have a Grimace on my face, don't I? Wish I had four arms then. King Knob Chob. Anyway, what species is he? Grimace is the embodiment of a milkshake, according to Brian Bates, the manager of a McDonald's franchise in Windsor, Canada. Okay, so he also says he is an enormous taste bud. What is everyone? Why are these people allowed to comment on this? I mean, Grimace personifies every child. He is Ronald's special pal. 
Everyone loves Grimace because he is innocent and loving. He occasionally causes trouble because he's clumsy, but his friends overlook this because he's happy. No, they overlook it because Grimace has got a fucking temper. And if you say, Grimace, you just broke me fucking coffee table. Fucking gets his four arms out and smashes shit up. Now, he has the most funky moment on this LP, though. How is that not disturbing as fuck? A Grimace climbing frame where you climb into his wired belly. That is strange. That's, I'm putting a picture up on website about that, but that's a fucking horrific nightmare. That looks like a, a prison. For that's the... constantly clown will eat me levels of fucking terror. <laughs> uh, he has the funkiest moment, though, on this LP. And so we're going to share it with you now to end this segment. Gee, I'm really sorry, Ronald. That was kind of dumb. Hey, kids. Guess who we just bumped into? It's the Grimace. You know him. He's everybody's friend. <laughs> That's my name. I may look strange, but I'm really tame. Everybody loves me. They think I'm sweet. I've got a heart of gold, but two left feet. Ho, ho, I stubbed my little toe. Oh, bump, bump, fell over that stump. Ooh, hum, hum. That was really dumb. I think I better go back to where I came from. He, he. So, Eli, platter or splatter? I think it has to be. It's tedious in places like a lot of these records are. They're yeah. for, for children. And I really didn't like the educational bits. They were but, drawn out and kind of confusing and muddied. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't the focus. They, it's an advert, essentially, disguised as an educational tool. Yeah. It's bizarre. They wouldn't surely allow that. Well, they just wouldn't. I think the world is so cynical now that they, would, they wouldn't accept You'd it. You'd see through it. Yeah. But back, as I say, back in the day, there were lots of vinyl records that taught kids how to spell and count with McDonald on the cover. And again, there was that All Stars one that I showed you, which was some songs by Looney Tunes characters, some songs by Sesame Street characters, some songs by Ronald McDonald characters. I would love to get hold of a copy of that, honestly. Yeah. I wonder We're, if there is a recording online. There might be one on YouTube, but again, even on YouTube, not a lot of this content turns up. It's mostly like all the retro fucking video games nerds playing, you know, McDonald's video games and educational games, which they had. I believe that this would be a goldmine for sort of 90s era dance music producers. Like that, what, what does he call it? Toy Box Rave? Yeah, there's one bit where uh, Ronald says, he's talking about spelling and he goes, E is for everything. Yeah. And you could just imagine that on a dance track. Um, just one honourable mention. I thought you were going to do E for everything. We'd make a little dance track out of it. E is for everything. I'm loving so I will give it a 
platter. Oh, honourable mention. Honourable mention. through. The, the mayor, McCheese, needs an honourable mention. I tell you what, if you're good boys and girl listeners, I'll stick a little bit on that in the end for you. That is also quite quite nice with the moogie. And then, so that, yeah. There's a robot voice going... Well, that's the burger escaping, isn't it? And the it's mayor's the trying to catch her. I tell you what, if you've been a good... If you've been a good person, we'll put it at the end of the podcast for you. It's just for those standout moments and the synth. For me, it is a platter, Paul. Yes, it's a platter for me, but it scrapes by. It's not. It's not an easy win that one. It wasn't. It was a close thing, but it did have some, enough enjoyment because of the synth and the and the grimace and the professor. Speaking of grimacing and things getting close to being horrible, Paul needs to fart. I or do. Shit. I do. I'm brilliant. sorry. Oh, I'm, brilliant! I'm so sorry, but it's the truth. I was talking about cultural theory a second ago. Now, and if then I hold this anymore, bump. I'll have too much cultural there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, my friend, then we're talking rabid otters gob worth of fucking mess. <laughs> I knew so. I was going to go to the otters gob. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us once again for a cheap show. You're doing a Ronald McDonald thing. <laughs> You're trying weird. to cover the cover the pain with well, a fake laugh. That was really weird. That was a weird moment <laughs> in my head. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We're at the end now. This is the sign-off. Paul's having a moment. So, look, I just want to mention two things. One is oh, Ben yeah. recently sent Meanie like a physical copy of. Issue 13 of the Cheap Show magazine, which, if you've been following us on Patreon, you will know is a very, very special adventure that she crafted to do a lot, like a really amazing comic strip story, but made with props and little figurines, and it's just a beautiful addition. Like dioramas, are they? All sort of vignettes. They're models, essentially. Yeah. And the issue comes with a little model. A little tiny model of us. Which is standing on a coffee stain logo stand. I love it. The detail is fucking fantastic. All I'm saying is, I go on about this a lot, but if you want to help support anything other than the podcast, support event. Because these magazines are genius. You can go to go to our website. There's a link to, on our website to a Venn shop page where you can get a physical copy. It is worth it. These are fantastic. And for patrons, later on in the year, uh, after you get back from America, we're going to do a kind of audiobook version so people can listen along to that. On, honestly, the price isn't that bad either. It's not at all. And you can order loads of issues because there's 13 of the buggers now and they're all getting better and more impressive. They're fantastic. And I just wanted to give a shout out. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, support a Venn. Grab an issue. They're fucking great. And we also... Yes. We've done a video. Yeah, for patrons. We did, we recreated our walk featured in the uh, in the magazine. Because that's the level of research that she put in. There are actual places that physically exist in this part of London. Yeah. And we went there. And Just a about. Video. Just about. Yeah. So, yeah, look, we, we really love this issue of the mag. Not that they've been bad before. No, but this I'm is... I'm just saying, this is... Chef's kiss. So, secondly, as well, Evan... Um, I'm thinking of making her executive producer at this point. But Evan also sent me recently a load of links to newspaper cuttings she'd found with regards to Winky. Winky, Winky. And after reading through them, I think we have enough reason to go back into the Winky well. Wow. Because there's a lot of new information and a few new names have come to light involved with the story. And with that being said, currently trying to get a proper documentary made about this. So that might be the aim for this year at the back end. We're going to try and make proper Winky documentary. And that's all it stands as right now. 
But we'll bring them the 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 facts that have come. We will before it, that before the documentary. It Is that probably right? Won't Paul? be another three hour episode, right? But there'll be an update. But, it, but yeah. we might do a segment of a future episode where we can go. Look, we found this. We found this. We found this. And then eventually, when we get the chance to maybe do something more with it, it we can all put it in in one go. It is exciting because these are details that were missing from our Winky episode. Just, what what just, number was the Winky episode? Like one eight one, I think, was the untold story. If you're a newer listener, go back and listen to that. It's a little deep dive episode. It's one of the few episodes you can listen with your mother. No, I think there's a lot of. <laughs> there's not. There's swearing I'll go about but the boning not... station, don't know. Yeah, but there's a, it, compared to like I don't know this week, yeah. it, it's a veritable PG. Don't listen to this week's episode, everybody. If you've listened to this week's episode. Episode, don't listen to this week's episode, <laughs> all right? If you can. If you want to get rid of this memory... This is not just, going just well for you. headbutt the corner of a table. It black for blade! He's <laughs> <laughs> such a twat. Anyway. Tw- Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter, at The Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is... Eli Snoid, spelled E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And look, everything else is on our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. Links to this, links to that, links to the other. Merch, episode guides, it's all there, but also... If you'd like to support this podcast, and only if you can, go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show. And there's years of podcasts and videos and magazines, depending on the tier you decide to join us on. Loads of stuff there. But like I always say, support us if you can, but only if you can. Don't do it if you can't. If you can't, spread the word via social media. That is just as good for us. Is that it for this week? That's it, I think. Yeah. Would you like to say goodbye to Big Daddy Bigfoot? Is he uh, he's hanging around, is he? Yeah. He's over in the corner. Uh. Bye, Big Daddy Bigfoot. Oh, he's sad because he it's over. Sad, yeah. He's sad because this well, week's episode's over. Well, perhaps he'll pop up again. Do you want to come back next week, Big Daddy Bigfoot? I think he does. I think no, he does. He said no. Oh, he said no. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> See you to- next time, Bye, everybody. everybody. Bye. Wonder what's going on over there. I have a funny feeling we're going to meet the Hamburglar very soon. Mayor. Mayor McCheese, what's going on? I'm after Hamburglar, and I'm gonna catch him. I'm Mayor McCheese, and you know I can snatch him, even if he's hiding out in a disguise. I know I can find him out, because I'm very wise. I sure hope you do. You deserve a bite, too. You see, my friends, there isn't anything I can't do. I just brought all my friends to you. I can do magic, but you can, too. McDonaldland's nicer because of you. <laughs> <laughs>